All right, all right, all right. <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> in this corner, Eddie Gagnon. And in the opposite corner, Kristen Gagnon. <laughs> this is What's Special About Special. Uh, I wanted to say that. Well, hello there. My name's Eddie Gagnon. <laughs> <laughs> be here all night. Welcome and thank you for joining us. My name's Eddie Gagnon. <laughs> that was perfect. Kristen. Your voice. On today's show, we're going to talk to Ashley Robinson, parent of Colton Robinson, official. Colton is an adaptive clothing model. We spoke to Ashley about how she navigates the modeling world with Colton as a special needs parent. We also got the opportunity to chat a little bit about our personal connection. If you enjoyed today's show, please share with your friends and family. You can find us on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. So we just want to welcome Ashley. It's our first episode ever. So we want to welcome Ashley Robinson, mother of Colton Robinson official. Welcome, Ashley. Thanks for Thanks for having me. Thank you. So tell us a little bit about, obviously we know your story because we've known you for a while, but tell our community a little bit about your story and your journey and how it kind of started with Colton. Now? Yeah, go ahead. (laughs) All right. So I was 20 weeks pregnant, had a fairly normal pregnancy with Colton when we went to go find out his gender and we were in the room and... You know, she said it was a boy and we were all excited because, you know, Mark really wanted a boy. So then they said after all the excitement was over, they're like, oh, well, the doctor needs to speak with you. So we went into the separate room and we had my daughter with us and um, he comes in and he says, how's your pregnancy been going? You know, have you been feeling different or anything? And I was like, no, why? And he's like, well, your son has spina bifida. And so we were like, we didn't know what spina bifida was. So we were like all like, just kind of like shocked and, and scared. And, you know, we were trying to hold it together because we had had, had our six-year-old daughter with us. Um, so I tried to get like information from him. And the only thing he really said to me was, well, you know, you could go for um, uh, genetic testing or, you know, there's always the option of abortion. So we went home. All right there we were, at the gender ultrasound. So like, how much, like such highs yeah. and lows. Yeah. Yeah, it was yeah. like, oh boy. And then it's like, oh, the doctor wants to talk to you. And then it was like, oh, your son has this. And it was scary. So it was quite the day. And we got home, we kind of like regrouped. And um, I think my parents took my daughter and we started looking online, um, which is a really bad exact idea. Same thing. Oh, yeah. We actually are like, our story yeah. is almost exactly the same. Like it's gender ultrasound. Yeah. They told us right then and there, it was like this like death sentence kind of conversation instead of like, yeah. hey, this is what's going on. We'll we'll talk more. It was just maybe like, it was just like instant. And then we just went straight home and started Googling. Like, yeah, that's the first exactly. thing you do. Yeah. The weird thing about it was, is you would think like, um, you know, a doctor that deals with babies a lot and um, what are they called? Obstetrician? Yeah. <laughs> like, I can't even think of the word. Um you would think that they would be educated on such a common birth defect. Yeah. And it just seemed like he wasn't and it was scary. So, well, now we know it's uh, common, right? Cause we're in this community, but I feel like yeah. at that time it seemed like 
I'd never heard of it. It mm-hmm. was such an uncommon thing that it was not something I'd ever heard of. It wasn't even, it was, it was such like, a, it was like a foreign word, like a foreign language. When they said it, I was like, okay, I don't know what that is. And of course, like yeah. we use the word spina bifida, but they kept saying myelomeningocele. And I was just like, that's yeah. like the word is like this long and I've never ever heard it before. And I remember thinking like, oh God, I have to Google this. Can you write it? I remember, I think we said, can you write it down? Yeah, we did. <laughs> I can't yeah, spell that. Milo. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh my God. So how I know for like, you know, like, like I said, like my story is almost verbatim the same exact as yours. It's, you know, mm-hmm. you did that, then you Google everything and then you start seeing all your specialists and then everything kind of starts to snowball. And from that point until you give birth, yeah. it's kind of mm-hmm. this whirlwind and everything's just kind of, I think for me, it was just, I don't even remember the rest of my pregnancy. It, <laughs> Yeah, it was a very stressful time. Yeah. Sure. So how did you react to all of that handling? Like, did you have a good support system during all of that time? Yeah, I mean, we're lucky. You know, my parents are extremely supportive as well as Mark's parents. Um, and we have a really close family, a lot of really close friends. Um, and we were also really lucky enough to speak with um, kind of not like a family friend, but someone who was my mother-in-law's doctor who um, transferred to Connecticut Children's and he's a, the head neurosurgeon there. So we went to go speak with him and he's like, children with spina bifida are the happiest people. They're so happy. Like there's nothing to be afraid of. And, you know, he really just like reassured us and, you know, I left there being like, okay, we can totally handle this. Yeah. And uh, you know, it just kind of like made everything feel better. And I just stayed off the internet for the rest of the day. <laughs> we did too, until we reached out to you guys. I think that was probably the next time we got on the internet. Um, yeah. So like having that support system, I know for us, like having a sibling, mm-hmm. an older sibling, because again, we have, our story is probably so similar. Like, you know, yeah. this was our second child. We had an older daughter and that about all I kept thinking to myself was I was already a little nervous to like bring in another child and cause mm-hmm. I was giving Annabella so much attention and she was just like, she was our world. And it, I kept thinking, and I know a lot of parents, even with typical children think like when you go to have your second child, you think how, how can I even have enough time or energy for another child? Even when you're mm-hmm. planning it, you're like, I don't know that I can do this. I don't know that I have enough energy. So then when you add anything into the mix, like going through a pregnancy like this, I think for me, it was, what am I going to do now? Like, how am I going to give Annabella the attention and the energy that she needs? You know, did you have a similar experience like that? Um, having an older sibling? Yeah. I mean, Kaden was about, she was about six years, um, when Colton was born and, you know, she had all that attention for all those years Yeah, and from everyone. So, you know, I think I remember at the time my parents kind of like took took her and watched her and then, um, you know, took care of her for a little bit while we were going back and forth to the hospital. Um, but I do remember like when he, after he came home, she kind of like regressed and just like was very like emotional. And I think it was like a lot of stress. And I think our 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 attention was so much on like Colton and like his surgeries and like him, you know, his like getting casted for his legs and stuff. All the attention was there we were giving Kaden attention, but you know, I didn't really think, Oh, this is probably really stressful on her too. You know? Yeah. You, you're not really thinking about that at the time. You don't really have the energy to, I, I think that that's like, yeah. and, it's, and it's okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. As much as it feels like I know now, like Bella's older and now I look back and I think like, did we make a mistake and, and did we drop 
any of her needs. Like, did anything drop off in that way? But it, sometimes I have to remember, like, I think that even as a typical parent, that just happens when you have a second child. Yeah, that, that first yeah. child's just not going to get the full attention anymore. And that's okay. You know, there's a reason why, mm-hmm. you know, first there's that first child syndrome and the second child, syndrome. like you just all get your own different needs and yeah, it's okay that that happens. I think it happens a little more obviously when, when there's a need with a second child, but <clears throat> I think it just makes them stronger. I think it makes her more compassionate. I definitely see that with Bella. She has, she's so much more compassionate with younger kids. And I think a lot of that has to do with the fact that her brother, you know, she grew up with watching a, a younger sibling just need more in the beginning. Yeah, exactly. <clears throat> well, her, she, you know, one, she's like a natural, like a mother figure. Yeah, um, she's like very a, maternal. Yeah. yeah. So, mm-hmm. but even in that, um, you can, you kind of see this transition now where at, at, when she was younger, she was vocal about it. You know, you give any more attention and, and she would say it. And so um, I know a lot of my concentration was to try to make it not equal, but make sure we are, you know, to uh, listen to th- that. Th- yeah. Giving them their own respective attention. Um, but now it's kind of funny because you know, with, we've been in this lifestyle for eight years with Eddie. Um, so every you know, every day is a typical day. Um, and there's not a lot of, you know, new developments and stuff like that. So we have typical lives, but now it's kind of like the roles are reversed where it's like, Bella can stay up later. He's like, why can I do that? It's like, you can do that when you know you're that age. And, uh, you know, you, we, we gave you a lot of attention and you know, like all this fun stuff. It's like, cause we always use that to ration it, you know, to rationalize to Bella. She'd be like, Oh, why do you do that? Well, when you, you know, it was just you, we did all this stuff with you too so it's kind of funny now it's like you know i know we almost never do something that's like just eddie it's Mm -hmm. usually like now we're giving so much more attention to annabella and i think there's all the time he's like you do this all the time for bella and i'm thinking there's so many years we did everything just for you we do a little bit for bella and just the other day we said when things calm down we're gonna take eddie to new york city because we did that for bella when she was younger yeah and bella was like (laughs) Up in arms. I can't believe you're taking Eddie to New York without me. To New York City? (laughs) How dare we? Broadway without me? Yeah, how dare (laughs) we? Um, Do you, I mean, I know that now your older siblings is, you know, there's a bigger age gap between your two. Um, Do you find it easier or harder to find, to prioritize like their needs? Um, they definitely have different needs. Um, right now my daughter doesn't really want to be around us that much. <laughs> a junior in high school. So, you know, every once in a while, um, junior? you know, before this, I know, you know, junior. <laughs> I know this whole COVID thing started like every once in a while, she'd be like, you want to go get a coffee or, you know, so we would take a drive or something like that. And, and Colton doesn't care. He's just like playing Fortnite with his cousins or yeah. something. <laughs> so it's a little bit easier now. He doesn't really seem to care that much about that kind of stuff. Um, but I, I feel like my daughter does yeah. more than him. Yeah. That's funny. It's funny how that changes. I feel like I go, they go through like waves, like one of them cares about being around us and then the other one doesn't and then vice versa. And I'm always yeah. like, who, who, need? and then there's times where both of them want nothing to do with us or both of them yeah. want, I'm like, Oh, all of a sudden everybody cares about hanging out with us today. It's so funny. Um, like they just, just wait. Bella won't want to be with you in a couple of years. She already does it. <laughs> she spends all her time in her room and we're like, Oh, hi, we're here. Did you want to get up today and hang out with us? And she's just like, get away from me. I try to make myself mm-hmm. relevant and like as much as possible. You're not. She, he thinks we're, he's relevant. Oh no, no, so I feel like, cause no, she'll do that. She'll <laughs> act like she's embarrassed by me, but she'll always just take the phone around and like, she'll literally set it up where like I'm there too. Like, okay. 
her new thing. Play. She's because now that we're like so quarantined, she just FaceTimes with everybody, like her friends. Yeah, but it's on so FaceTime twenty four seven. So I'm learning that we have to be very cautious. Like we are be yeah. fighting and screaming at each other. And then I'm like, are you on FaceTiming with your friend? Like they're definitely your friend's parents are hearing us in the oh, background like, oh, that's yelling funny. and bickering. <laughs> that happened to us the other day too. We were having a disagreement about something and Colton was on FaceTime and I was like, they can hear us. Oh. Like, Cause it's just like, it's like, I'm so over the whole FaceTime thing oh. and we have no privacy. I'm like, can you just, or she'll do something wait, wait, and wait, I'm yelling Ashley, at her. I'm you like, said a disagreement. What? That's the cutest way to say we, <laughs> we, we have an argument <laughs> no we, were no, we weren't we weren't yeah okay right. i don't we were like yelling at each other we were just like going back and forth we we're, we're bickering all yeah. the time yeah. bickering the banter <laughs> we call it bickering anyone on the outside is probably like what is wrong with them are they okay yeah. <laughs> we we have a loud volume in this house at all times it's never quiet yeah. if there was a director to direct our lives would be quentin tarantino <laughs> Best. Yeah, <laughs> just because of the good, guy. great banter. It's a little aggressive. Yeah. <laughs> kind of and how violent it is. <laughs> like our dogs last night, they almost <sighs> murdered each other. Oh, after they, they murdered the bunny. They caught a bunny and then they fought no. over it. Yeah, they're trying to like, yeah. They it was, fighting it wasn't bunny. good. Was it dead? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I had to help Eddie because it was like, he was a little sad over it. He's a man. I skinned a rabbit. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, Colton's older now. I mean, mm -hmm. he, for all. Oh, well, I should start with saying how we met. We kind of yeah. found each other in a support group right on Facebook, kind of reached out. We reached out because we went through the same transition you went through. We started Googling everything under the sun, which was a huge mistake. Um, and then for me, I'm such a type A personality. I have to like know everything about everything. Mm -hmm. And the best way to do that was to find a support group because I was learning that just Googling was only getting me in trouble. And yeah. I found the support group online, which was a great community. Um, but I also was finding that, and actually I think Eddie was the one that said to me, you, the people that are going to be on the support group are the people that are looking for support. Like the most of the people you're going to talk to are people looking for support. So you're probably, you're not finding the exact balance. And it's true. Like I, I'm still part of those support groups now and we're living in such a typical life. I feel like Eddie's doing so well and everything's going great mm -hmm. that we're not speaking up on those support groups now when someone might have just gotten pregnant or just had a baby. And I'm realizing that like, they're not seeing our life. They're not seeing how Eddie's doing now at eight. Um, but you kind of were doing that at that time. So I had mm -hmm. noticed Colton on there and you just posting things and realizing, oh, okay, Eddie could have this more typical life. And it's not this like death sentence that these doctors were giving us. Told you. <laughs> <laughs> and I think that was a little bit easier for me to kind of say, oh, okay, I think I'm just going to reach out. And then finding out that you were also local to where we were was huge for us. Cause I think we also mm -hmm. were thinking like, it just wasn't as real when there were, when no one was in our area. Um, and so we went, I think we went to, was it ice cream or frozen yeah, yogurt? We frozen yogurt. <laughs> I was just thinking about that. Which, I was like, where, where do we go? To this like, day, Bella's was like, when can we go for frozen yogurt? I'm like, I don't think there's frozen yogurt places anymore. Fro like, they're yeah. just not. No, I think that place is still open. Is it really? I don't think I we've think been so. there since that day. Wait, pause. I yeah. thought we went to Mountain View. So no, we went to that frozen yogurt place right by their house. 
I forgot the name of it. Yogurt City. Yeah. I didn't know that place was still open. That's so crazy. Oh, what? Right. You don't need to. Yeah. So we went to the frozen yogurt place and that was the coolest thing I think for us to see. I mean, Eddie was really small. I think he was only like two at the time, but it, yeah. for us as parents, I mean, it's cool to see Eddie and it was cool for Eddie to see Eddie interact with someone else who had the same and still it is when we still run into people who have the same disability as Eddie. It's exciting. Um, yeah. But even so at that point it was the first other family we had spoken to that got to the same experience and your guys' experience was so similar to ours, which was really exciting because they do call it the snowflake disorder because every or disease, I don't know why they call it a disease, but um, yeah. because everybody's is so different, but it was, it was nice to kind of talk to someone that's been through the same thing and, and know, oh, okay, there's, you know, I think the other thing that I remember like Mark saying, like life is kind of calm now. It does get easier. You're going to have less doctor's appointments. That was like the most key thing to hear. Cause at that point we were in the thick of OT, PT, you know, all the therapies, all the doctor's appointments every week. I wasn't even working yet because there just was no time in the day. Um, so to hear that, like there was a light at the end of the tunnel where your days just get normal again was really nice to hear. Told you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The first couple of years, all I remember is just like going to the hospital and all these appointments. It was like so crazy. Yeah. Not because, knowing like, if you're going to have another surgery. And mm-hmm. I remember also someone saying like, there's going to be a day where you'll not be wondering, are we going to have to have a surgery tomorrow? Like, or be scared of a shunt revision or be scared. Like I'm not scared every day anymore. Like, yeah, I, you know, if he gets a fever, I'm like, oh, you might have a cold. <laughs> Whereas before, I'm like, if you have a fever, I have to call the hospital right now. Yeah. Well, yeah. now we're like, wait the 24 hours, go through all the same things. Like, like a, very a normal child. Yeah. You typical know. child. Drink more water. Like, try to Yeah. Well, let's get some cranberry juice for this kid. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. See if we can flush this more out. More typical. Um, so with Colton transitioning, you know, he's older now, he's transitioned to like middle school, I'm assuming. Is he <laughs> at middle school age, which is crazy. So sad. Oh, my gosh. You know, how... For us, we're a little bit behind you, but I know that I know milestones are big in the special needs world. And for any parent, it's a big transition to move to middle school. I know with like even our daughter, it was a big transition. What, you know, how do, what are your thoughts on that? Like transitioning Colton into like the middle school world or the older kid world? So I'm a little nervous currently only because of our situation. Um, we had a neuropsycho bail um, at um, the clinic. Uh, in the beginning of the year. And there was all these um, things that they're stating to have him do, like have a visit, see what's accessible. Um, You know, I don't think the doors, a lot of them have the um, handicap button that presses to open. So like, I'm a little bit nervous about him getting around accessibly. How how are we at a point in 2020 that schools Mm -hmm. don't have doors that open accessibly at this point? Like, that's just crazy. It's crazy because his school he's in now um, going into fifth grade, there was a door and they had to put in something for him. Um, so and there's only really one in the whole town. It's there. not like they can go to a different I school. <laughs> I know. It's really made his uh, elementary school kind of open their eyes as far as accessibility. Um, they actually installed a um, accessible playground too. Well, that's a, and that's fun. not something that's required. That's just an extra. Yeah. Yep, that was an. Extra. Although it should just that was be. Nice. <laughs> I mean, I feel I feel like families should be getting like 
awards for this. I mean, unfortunately, like you, you, you're the, you're the guinea pig family for this town to understand and have their eyes opened to this whole, you know, the, the whole situation itself. And it's just like, well, the crazy thing is too, he's not the first child to be using a wheelchair. There's no way yeah. going into a, yeah. a school system. You're not in a small town. So, right. Yeah, I know. And I, I had that conversation and I was like, maybe he's the first kid in a wheelchair with um, a manual wheelchair. Yes. Right. You know what I mean? Which seems so, even easier to move around versus yeah. someone with a power wheelchair. Well, no, or yeah. you can take it to the, the only other people that have been at, at that disability level where they were, you know, bound to a wheelchair are like more deeply into special education where they have a personal care. Well, well that's my guess times. is that they just weren't, you know what I mean? In school or that. Yeah. You know what I mean, yeah. So, and that's been a, a huge thing as far as like fifth grade, fourth grade and fifth grade, they've kind of taken away his para as far as being with him the entire time and getting him a little bit more independent. So when he goes to middle school, he has that independence and nice. he doesn't need someone hovering over him. Now um, that's been like the biggest thing. How do you feel about that? Like, was that something that, so I know that's like a big deal with parenting. Like we have talked to other parents and I think this is something I we've, I've noticed I've come up to like, head with other parents, not head, not like an argument yeah. wise, but like a head with when it comes to IEPs, I think there's two sides of the coin where some people think get everything you can get for resources and services. And then the other side is like, I know our view is strive I want to strive for independence. So not that I don't want him to be able to get services if he needs services, but I also want him to be able to use the least amount possible so that he can I want to balance. So if he doesn't, if he, if he needs services, let's get him services, but I also want him to be able to f- work on his own throughout the day without those services. Because when he gets out of school and he's got to work in the real world, there isn't going to be a one-to-one at his job. Yeah. Yeah. So do you ever like, you know, how involved have you been in that process and how much of it has been like your direction versus the school's direction? Have you had come up to any fights with that? Yeah, I mean, his school's been really good. Like, IEPs are never really stressful for us. Um, they never really have been. Um, they've always been really willing to work with us and what his needs are. You know, we've taken away, like, OT. He only gets, like, PT once a week. Um, you know, as far as, like, educational-wise, he gets pulled to, like, a math group because, like, I mean, math is hard. Yeah, for so. all of us. <laughs> math is hard. <laughs> we should all be in a math group. <laughs> we should uh, all be in a math group. Real quick, for the dads that are listening, what's IEP stand for? In individual individualized education plan. Cool. Yeah. All right, you're oh, welcome, go guys. Me. Go surprise your wife. <laughs> well, I learned what an IEP is today. <laughs> All right, continue. I'm sorry. <laughs> That's funny. Um, yeah. So um, I forgot what I was talking about. <laughs> sorry. Sorry. Oh I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but like, as far as like middle school and, um, you know, middle school years are really tough. I'm just concerned about him, you know, the whole stuff that you normally go through during the middle school years and how kids can be such jerks. Yeah. I'm concerned about that. So, yeah, I think that's any parent's concern really like moving into that transition, you know, if you have, if you have any disability or needs or anything that you're coming into the, any, that's a struggle at all. I think moving into middle school is scary, especially nowadays. I mean, mm-hmm. not to sound like an old person, but I definitely feel like middle school is more like high school was when I was younger. Like just watching my daughter go through it. I'm like, what is happening? This I don't feel like it was like this <laughs> when I was there. I feel like I was or I was just much more naive and innocent in middle school than. Mm-hmm. And I got and I was like 
a troublemaker, but I feel like <laughs> what my awareness was of things was much more innocent and like naive and what they're aware of is just like way beyond where I was. Yeah, I just think, um, you know, the internet and like, you know, all the Excess. stuff, technology, and that has a huge thing to do with it because kids in middle school now do not look like the way kids in middle school or when I was in middle school. <laughs> like they, they're so much older looking. It's like, what? I know. I was like looking at some photos of myself in like middle school and high school. And I was like, I look like a baby. I mean, I still feel like I look like a baby, but I looked so young. And then I was just like, mm-hmm. look how I threw in there that I still look like a baby. You, you, you yeah. do. <laughs> As I was like in the mirror this morning, like at all that. my wrinkles. What wrinkles? And oh, that was oh. great job. Eddie. Good job. <laughs> Good job, Eddie. <laughs> Um, well, so- let's not one thing. Let's let, let's not forget, like um, we're kind of a society that 200 years ago or like 150 years ago, you were 16 years old. You were married, married off. You yeah. had a family. You were independent. Yeah. And here we are like, look That's at these 14 year olds. It's like, yeah. And in two years, they would have their own family. Actually, if well, you go back in time, Bella won't be. Um, there are 16 year olds having so, families. Yeah, I know. Hello. I know. I know. Bella won't be that one. But, yeah. I can tell you that right now. <laughs> Um, okay. So transition a little bit and chat about the big things that Colton's done and what he's doing and what you guys have kind of done with him. Um, so if everyone doesn't already know, (laughs) we all know that, you know, the big topic kind of of today's that we wanted to kind of transition today's show into is inclusive modeling and what Colton does with that. Um, so how did you get Colton is an, I guess we call it inclusive model. Is that what you call it? Yeah, like a diversity, a diversity model. Diversity model. Oh, I like that. I like that. Is that diversity what you said? That's model. what she said first. Oh, you said that first. Did I? Yeah, you were like, I think they're called diversity models. And I, I was like, we'll look that up. It's or a better cool title. Yet, I mean, he's a model. Let's be honest. He's a model who models <laughs> yeah. diversity clothing, right? He's a model like everybody else. Mm-hmm. Um, hang out with but models. how did you get Colton? <laughs> he gets to hang out with models. <laughs> okay you're out how did you get Colton into modeling to start yeah so I think when he was three he did some stuff for Shriners for their their Dunkin Donuts thing uh, to raise money free coffee yeah and so he um really enjoyed it and liked it so um the funny thing is is um I don't remember it was during one of my surgeries I had entered him into a parent magazine contest I guess (laughs) So while I was recovering, I um, got a phone call from someone from Parents Magazine and they were like, oh, your son won one of the 10 most cutest kids and we're going to bring you to New York. I like almost hung up on them. (laughs) I mean, he is one of the 10 most cutest kids, let's be honest. (laughs) They haven't even talked to him yet. They just looked at him. He was best in show, though. He was best in show. (laughs) (laughs) If you have a conversation with him, he'd be number one for sure. (laughs) Yeah, he was still kind of young and... um, so I was like, okay, I gave my email address so I could like check out their email address and stuff, make sure it's legit. Yeah. And it was. I know. Cause those things so, are, those things are everywhere. I feel like, like they are. And it just like, at the time I just like, I don't remember signing them up. It must've just been like, I was <laughs> drugged up after my surgery or something. Who knows? Yeah. I'm constantly getting uh, model offers in the right, mail too. You? Yeah. yeah. You know, I just put them away or burn them. So you don't have to even worry about that. <laughs> <laughs> Uh-uh. <laughs> You're so, so, he, so he went to New York and um he kind of like you know he did it he wasn't one of the the copper person but um we uh, met some people and kept in touch with them 
And then a couple years later, um, I had actually, or actually maybe that year I emailed an agency in Boston and they pretty much wrote back to me saying they don't need children like Colton. Oh, so that was fun. So they don't want a cute. So I was, but they were like, they're like, like dirty blondes. Really they they're like, people don't really use kids, um, in chairs, you know, for their ads. So that was interesting. So yeah. Obviously it's not true. I kept the I kept the email because it just like totally pissed me off. So yes, um, you should keep it. I feel like that's a big. I feel like that's so important to keep it too, though, just to show like. Yeah. Yeah, not that it's I want to like, blow up their spot, but who is it from? No, I feel like you should send them <laughs> everything Colton's been doing too, and just be like, yeah, f you. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to be petty. I was going to do that one day, but then I was like, no. Yeah, they're so, al- they're um, already watching him. Let's be honest. Yeah, they probably saw it, but um. Then um, I was online on Facebook and I saw Runway of Dreams. And so I had um, reached out and it was when they first started. And um, the the founder invited us to New Jersey. And then um, he did a little runway show there, which turned into uh, being in their first gala runway show. And so he did that. And then um, from there, he did like the Tommy Hilfiger ad. And um, after he did that, one of the ladies from Parent Magazine reached out and she's like, there's this lady who wants to start a uh, diversity division. She's like, why don't you start, you know, working with her? So we did. When he and, did the Tommy you know, Hill, Hilfiger ad, did, were they already doing um, clothing targeted, like disability clothing or were, or was this before that? No, it was, uh, it was probably like their second, um, season. Okay. So there was a first season and then he did like spring. So, so pretty there, early there was, like, winter season. Yeah. So they had already started that. And that was like in 2017. Um, and since then, you know, there's been a lot of like places like targets doing it. Zappos, um, uh, at men, I believe. I, just saw, yeah. I believe they're yeah. called adaptive lines of clothing. Okay. I'm sorry. No, 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 no. For our <laughs> listeners, you have to no, help the people. You're right. They're adaptive. We're, 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 I know. I don't know, forget my words. We're a tool, right. not a tool. So it's just been really interesting to see that, like, you know, not all places, but, you know, a lot of people are picking up that this is like a need for um, the disability community. Yeah. So, I mean, so Colton now has been kind of, we've seen him everywhere. Um, mm-hmm. we, he's been on the runway for New York Fashion Week, right? Eddie lost his mind. He's so excited. We were watching Netflix and the movie Happy and Colton was on for like a brief second and Eddie was like, that's Colton! I saw Colton! So excited. We had to play it back like 10 times. Okay, and so then I did the same thing when we went up to the cabin and we were watching. I was like, oh, we gotta watch this series. And so I made everybody watch that series. The whole series for that 10 minutes that Colton was it was. It's the first episode, so everybody had to see it. And I was like, I know that kid. (laughs) Yeah, like one second we were there for like eight hours in the cold. I'm riding those coattails. (laughs) He looked adorable. (laughs) Um, It was awesome. And then obviously the famous, right now famous, Target ad which you know for us is exciting obviously it's exciting for kids I mean if anyone doesn't know at this point you've been everywhere you've been on the Kelly Clarkson show um I feel like it's been it's gone viral all over Facebook um that Colton was in a Target ad um and that well he's been in a few Target ads he's on the website he's everywhere but he was in the Target store ad um which now no one can go see because targets are closed. But if, <laughs> if you can go back to Target. Open. Targets are open. Are they? Yeah. I haven't left my house. Well, I've been doing curbside pickup now. People oh, really? Going there. Yeah, yeah. I haven't left my house. So I've, we don't know where. We don't know anything. We just I've been order out there. Home. It's brutal. It, Eddie's been <laughs> out a couple times. Um, so 
it went viral because a little, you know, Ollie saw Colton and it made quite an impression, which I think it did on a lot of kids, probably not just Ollie. Um, it definitely yeah. did for us as well. Um, it, even at the second level, because we know Colton, um, every time little Eddie sees Colton, he like freaks out and gets super excited. Um, but I think I know that the, you know, conversation has been a lot around what, obviously kids getting to see other kids represented out there. But I also want to kind of mention or talk about how big it is for parents to see their kids represented out there. I don't think that gets talked about as much. And I think it's a really big deal. I know for myself, Eddie's just a kid. And for a second, he's like, Oh my God, that's Colton. That's so exciting. Oh, he has a wheelchair like me. And then at eight, he's moving on with his day. I mean, like he's noticing something. And so that's making an impression for me as a parent. Um, have you gotten, you know, like, what does that feel like for you as a parent to see Colton represented and making such an impression to kids and parents alike? Um, I think it's been pretty cool because um, when I first looked at the picture, you know, obviously I saw like the expression on Oliver's face looking up at Colton, but what really got me was what the mom said. And she said, it's the first time um, I've seen that he noticed that he is different because he never saw someone in a chair like him. And so I could be, I put myself in her shoes and I was like, oh, that must've been like really uh, emotional moment for her because yeah. you know he was almost two he was still you know you know he was in a chair he uses a chair but um you know he was he's not he's like two yeah and he's you just know, like every, to age, him it's, he doesn't know any different yeah. yeah so like for him to realize that someone like him you know was up on a target ad you know I I just thought it was like really emotional that the mom was able to capture that moment and yeah I think that's actually really important to say. I think we, for, I think a lot of people on the outside of our world forget that there is a moment that happens where, you know, for a while, our kids, it, their life is their life. So they don't know any different. You know, I think mm -hmm. that for years, Eddie, people would say, oh, you know, this or Eddie does so brave or Eddie, I'm like, Eddie doesn't know any different. Eddie the way Eddie goes to the bathroom is the way Eddie goes to the bathroom because he doesn't know that there's a different way. There's no frame of reference to say yeah, it's different. And then there's just some point every once in a while where something happens at school or something happens in life that just snap clicks and, you know, that reminds either us as a parent or Eddie that he's no, different in some way. You know, maybe not hugely different, but something's different. And then there's a conversation that happens. And every time it kind of does break your heart a little bit, the fear that you have for them that they are hurting a little bit. And well, it's like a twofer, like it's it's uplifting that he got to see someone like himself. But at the same time, it's like it does. It is emotional that you're like, oh, there's that moment that he realized that he's not that he's a little bit different in a way that's different than everybody else. It's you want, I think that seeing Colton in these ads is only going to make everything more normal for everybody outside mm -hmm. of our world, where if we have more inclusion, you know, in ads and, and on TV and everything, then it isn't going to be that where, where if we're walking through the mall, we're just walking through the mall because they've seen that on ads. Yeah. They've seen that on TV. They've seen that everywhere. It becomes the societal norm and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Exactly. Um, so, you know, I think for all of us that are, they're not famous like Colton, 
we're kind of, I, I'd be curious. Like we call you people normies. Oh, I like that. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I don't know how normal we are though. What, um, you know, I know like we, there's a lot of TV shows about like, you know, what is that one where they, all the, what is it? The, all the models. What is it called? Oh, Project Runway? Yeah, yeah, Project Runway or all those ones. And they show like the Why day. Why are you looking at me like I would know that? I don't know. <laughs> it is like a day in the life. You know, you can kind of see a day in the life of a model and what they do and all those things. You know, is what's a day in the life of a diversity model? Is it different? Is there different, is there roadblocks when it comes to that? Have you seen any challenges for Colton when he's, you know, setting up for a New York Fashion Week? Um, has he been on the runway with pe- pe- models that are not diversity models? And have, yeah, yeah. has there been any difficulties or have you seen like it work really, really well? Yeah. I mean, when he was in, um, both times when he was in New York fashion week, um, there was, you know, it was inclusive. There was, you know, children who had some disabilities and others that didn't. So it was like a mix. It wasn't just, you know, all diversity models, um, on the runway. Um, and I think as far as like, um, you know, whenever he has like a shoot or something like that, I think people are really like good at making sure that, you know, it is accessible. Um, so, I mean, we've never really hit any roadblocks as far as like that. Um, maybe the biggest one is getting a wheelchair taxi in New York city. Yeah. (laughs) Flagging one down. That's like the biggest roadblock because I don't want to drive too far in. Like I'll go only so far. Oh, oh, that actually makes sense. Actually, we were th- like, I think about that all the time. Like when we went, mm-hmm. we went to Boston once and Eddie wasn't, we didn't have his wheelchair yet. We just had a stroller and just thinking about bathrooms Yeah, and like trying to, ch- uh, there's no changing tables anywhere in Boston. Like that's like impossible. And so yeah. I remember thinking like, how would we ever do this if we had a wheelchair and like trying to find places to go to the bathroom? Cause like, as you know, like we go to the bathroom like a million times a day and we need mm-hmm. to go when we need to go. There's not like, we need a public restroom now. And so, you know, do you like we were he wants to go to New York so bad. He's begging because yeah. he th- he's convinced that Spider-Man is in New York and mm-hmm. we need to find him. Um, and so he asks every day, like, what where do you think in New York we'll find him? Like uh, what, he's in what, Manhattan. Yeah. What corner of the street? Like He's literally asked me, like, what street corner? What buildings do you think we'll find? I'm like, I don't know. We'll just. See. Well, first of all, you just hang out in Times Square. <laughs> right. Right. You hang out in Times Square. Bring $30 to pay the guy. <laughs> at some yeah. point he'll swing by. <laughs> yeah. Him and 40 of his other friends. What I'm thinking is like we him. just take him and we go, there he goes. Right where he's not looking. And he'd be like, dude, you missed him. And then we'll get a uh-huh. picture already put on our phone and stuff and be like, I got a picture. Oh yeah. But, um, I have a lot of time in my hands. Do you, do you just do like, you know, have you, do you just like Uber to find a, a vehicle that like has a big enough trunk or are you like, how are you finding a taxi? Are you just hailing a taxi? What, what are your, um, sometimes I have to make do like his wheelchair will sometimes fit in the back of, um, like in a trunk. If the taxi is big enough. Um, I refused to Uber in New York city because once, some guy went in circles and I was watching him and then it was $70 later. Oh. So I will not Uber in New York city. <laughs> oh my goodness. Yeah, I know. But, um, I'll do a taxi, but it's like crazy because you know, you, you only see so many wheelchair van taxis and there's always someone in it. So, yeah. um, so yeah, I, I do what I can, but makes for a yeah, lot. That's probably like the biggest hard, uh, roadblock that we hit. Yeah. So we should plan, when plan well. Yeah, 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 definitely plan well, plan ahead. 
have the adults um, I normally outnumber just drive in the children. For- Mm-hmm. If there's more adults than kids, you're all set. I think that's a parenting thing in general. Right. I've learned. Always right. have the adults outnumber the kids. Like you can't yeah. have a two to like Same we've done it where there's like two adults, two kids. It's not enough adults. No, it's not. It's you need a third. <laughs> you need a wrangler. <laughs> you need someone to like balance it out. Um so Colton has seems to have some big ideas all the time and drive mm-hmm. to do them. Um how how does he get that, do you think? Like where does that come from? Um, I don't know. I've always just kind of like treated him like he's not really different and, um, you know, boost his confidence and stuff he can't do and show him what he can, he does well with other things, even though he gets frustrated sometimes. But, um, I just think he's always been like a really happy go lucky kid. Um, I think it's just his nature and he, he comes up with ideas and he's really caring and, um, you know, he's been a really easy kid to raise, I think. And, yeah, I just, I just think it's his nature. I don't. He gets it for me. No, 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 you guys. Have, I mean, I think you both. <laughs> no, like, don't, don't, man. Come on. Take credit when credits do. <laughs> Children are a product Mark, of us. You know, Mark's good too. But yeah, you yeah, guys, right. I think you guys have good positive <laughs> attitudes. I mean, you guys are also. I mean, like, you know, we have like crazy kids and we're crazy people. Like, we're like we have a loud household. So our kids are just loud kids. I think you know. It is a product. Like, I mean, in a way it is a product of like who you are. Like, I mean, we're okay with that. Like we're just like loud, messy household, loud, messy kids. I think, you know, you guys are just like calm. I always think like anytime we're stressed out, I'm like about what's going on with like anything that has, I'm like, I'm just going to text Ashley and find out like, cause I'm like, I know that I'll get like some like normal, calm advice, (laughs) makes calm sense (laughs) because I think you guys do have that like ground you guys are grounded and you guys have had i mean just even separate from colton's stuff you've had your own medical like i think you've had you've had to be grounded just to kind of get through it all and i think that's a great attitude to have and it's gotten Mm -hmm. you guys really far i think colton's probably picked up on that and just learned that he can probably do whatever i mean he's doing it i love his daily positive affirmations it's like my favorite part of the day yeah he um I, we had a um, decorate your street contest type thing. So I was like, I'm going to put a positive like thing in the window. So he really liked it. And he's like, can, well, can I make videos about positive things every day? So I'm like, I love that it's his idea. Like, can I make positive video? I'm always like, guys, do you want to do this? They're like, no. I'm like, you want to do this? No. Like I was trying yeah, to get yeah, Bella to sing. She's not, I'm like, why don't you sing on Facebook every night? She's like, no. Yeah. No, she has a beautiful voice. She doesn't want to do anything. She's all right. Don't, don't, you know, <laughs> I, I believe in, you know, like you, you got to praise them enough to make them, uh, you know, famous, but not famous. enough, not too much to where they're like, you know, become like a pedophile or something. I don't think that so she needs that's to be famous. The, you got to find that middle ground of, you know, praise. So she's, she's not, okay. She's all right. Stop. She's okay. So this is something we're going to ask all our guests kind of cheesy but if you had 30 seconds to speak to our community what advice would you give them um my biggest advice is make sure you have you know a good group of friends behind you um you know um that's really important you know obviously family is really important but um friends are also really important because there's stuff you can talk about to them that sometimes you don't really want to talk to family about um you know, when we had Colton, we, we lost some friends that we don't really talk to as much. So that's like really common. So just, I would say, make sure that you have a good group of friends and, you know, just be patient with yourself and, um, take one day at a time. And 
I think that's bit, I think that's actually super important that you said that. I think it happens to everybody, or it seems to have happened. Everyone I've ever spoken to, I think it's happened to them in this community that like you do, and it's okay that you do lose some friends during this process and it's not because and sometimes it's not because they're not good friends or it's not because they're not it's just this when you get into this it's either they don't know how to respond or handle what you're going through and so they don't react properly and you are Mm -hmm. in the thick of it so you don't have energy for like um what's the word like handle like nurturing that friendship yeah. You don't have the yeah. energy for it right then. It's, you know, and so you're If you don't nurture that friendship at that point, it's going to just drop off. And yeah. I don't, and I've, I, you know, I've said this and not to be like, I just don't have the energy to kind of like continue to nurture that. I've got a lot going on and the friends that I've kind of created new groups of friends off mm-hmm. of maybe a lot of them are part of this community. And then I've just got new ones and sometimes they come and go. They're like chapters in this life. And I think that that's one thing that I've had to learn. Like it's got to, I've got to be okay mourning those friendships mm-hmm. and moving on to new ones. And it is sometimes I think people hold on to them just because they feel like they have an obligation to. Yeah. And yeah. getting those new friendships and, and holding on to them tight and just being in and, and knowing the good ones are the ones that like you don't have to nurture and they're still there six months later and you can call mm-hmm. them when you need them. Those are, I think they're the friends that you got to kind of really yeah, lean I think on. Like, as far as like friendships, like, you know, being in a marriage is really hard having a special needs child. <laughs> and I think like, that's like, what are you like, talking about? <laughs> <laughs> no, but, like, in general, there's, there's more stuff to like, you know, just more stressors. Yeah, you there's, know? there's a reason so, why the like, divorce rate friends. is so much higher in, yeah. In that, in this world, I think America. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, you know, just to kind of, I mean, we really, this has been awesome. Thank you for answering all of our questions. And being our, oh no. Hang on. You know what? I just want to say one thing. <laughs> Catheter and medical alarms. I was watching, we were uh, doing our, we were doing our research last night. And so we were watching a few of your other interviews and one of them, like somebody's phone went off in like the middle of uh, the interview. And I was like, that's not going to be okay. us. We're going to be, they're pretty professional. We're going to be way, way oh, more yeah. professional. We've had two alarms go off this whole thing. I'm like, you know, just blew that you out can, the window. You can take it out, right? Yeah. Uh, we really appreciate you coming on and you know, being our first guest, we were really obviously nervous and it is huge that you, we appreciate the fact that you were willing to be our guinea pig and. Oh, you were our first. Yes. You popped our cherry. (laughs) 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 Thanks for having me. So just let everybody know if you, you know, we'd like you to let everyone know, like what is Colton working? Are you guys and Colton, like what's he working on next? What, what kind of is coming down. I know that things are probably kind of quiet right now with COVID-19, yeah. but is there anything that he's working on next that's coming out? Um, so he has like a thing with Nickelodeon, like, um, oh, um, oh just a little it's, thing it's, with Nickelodeon. Eddie, sure Eddie tried out. Eddie auditioned for Oh, for Nickelodeon? Yeah. Yeah. It, but it's, it got pushed out to, um, July. Yeah. So, yeah. So I think everything's kind of on hold right now, which I'm okay with. I'm kind of enjoying not being so like all over the place um because you know i i work full time so i can only take off so much time yeah so, yeah well it sounds like they must be pretty yeah. flexible with letting you guys kind of yeah do all that i mean everything's on hold so yeah i don't know we're just enjoying our time and i think everybody is. out 
That's where I am. I am. Sometimes. It's the best. Eddie is. I'm going to get so much housework done. All my Legos got built. Oh my God. I'm going to be a Lego master by the end of this whole quarantine. I'm oh All the activities. Yeah. Oh. And where can we find you? Like I say, where can we find you? But it's really Colton, right? Where can we find yeah. Colton? Like social media, stuff like that. Yeah. So handle? he has a Twitter, uh, Colton Robinson. Um, he has Facebook, Colton Robinson as well. And then uh, he has a Instagram. It's Colton Robinson underscore. Wait, Colton underscore, underscore Robinson, Robinson underscore, underscore official. I saw him correct you the yeah, other day. He, he wanted to make sure we get it right. <laughs> so yeah. we'll make sure yeah. everybody listening gets it right. Forgot about the underscores. <laughs> they'll find important. him. Search but, at Colton Robinson. They'll find him. Official. Yeah, we don't want that other Colton Robinson without the underscores. The official. There's one. a lot of Colton Robinson. It's, it's a popular <laughs> it's name. It's a strong name. You know, it's it like came, Colton yeah, Robinson. Yeah, it came in pretty strong. <laughs> one day. Of course, Colton it wasn't popular, Robinson. I feel like, when I named them, but oh. I, I felt like it was that way with my daughter, too. She was like part of the Caden, Jaden, Braden, whatever. Like all those Aiden. Names. Yep. Yep. Aiden. Yeah. The Aiden's. Yeah. <laughs> That was between, yeah, that was between like 05 and 08. Oh, and then, like 02. Yeah, Bella came out uh, during the prime of the Isabellas. Yeah, she was Isabella. Mm-hmm. So but we had an Annabella. So everyone assumes that's her name. Oh, Got to cut that out. Brianna. We've said her name a hundred times. It's fine. <laughs> it's not a secret. She's all over the social media. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Ashley. We okay, really no, 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 stop. Because you messed up in the very, very beginning. Can you announce who we are interviewing today? Oh. Well, we're going to say that on our intro. You looked at me like I was crazy and you just started asking. No, we're going to say it on our intro. But you're not going to let her say hi to our guests? Okay. So now we're going to have to say a thing, act like we're we're just getting started and be like, and so we like to introduce Ashley Robinson. All right, why don't you do it? No, 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 I don't do that part. I I just throw in the little jabs and the little funny comments. That's that's all good. Awkward, no. Okay, fine. (sighs) You make it awkward. Well, you guys stay safe and well and we'll chat soon. All right, thanks. Thank All you right. so much. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye. See you later. <laughs> See you later. <laughs> well, thank you so much for listening. We really hope you enjoyed this episode. As always, please make sure you share with a friend and leave a review. You can find all the resources mentioned in this episode on our Facebook or Instagram on at special about special. Thanks again, and we'll see you soon.